Hello, GI Joe Burgers, and welcome to episode 237, hot on the heels of our deep dive into the core called Hardcore. <laughs> we decided to call this episode Hard Sell. Reason being, there are some toys out there in the classic A-Raw line. Yeah, spark up that cigarette, Rob. <laughs> that you just, for love of money, can't ever see yourself buying. We like to call those at G.I. Joe Bird the hard cells. And tonight, myself, Steve, my buddy Paul, and my other buddy Rob, are all going to select one of these Marmite figures that you either love or hate, and maybe, maybe persuade the fence-sitters to see some hidden virtues that they might have otherwise missed. But my name is Steve. As I mentioned up top, I'm joined by my buddies Paul. Hello, Paul. Hello, Steve. And Rob. Hey, Rob. <laughs> and it's time to embark on our mission to sell you on some toys that uh, you otherwise would have passed on. But first, it's been a wild and wonderful week in G.I. Joburg land, in G.I. Joe land in general. Um, I'm going to start us off with a, a, a somber yet hopeful note. Um, those of you who are friends or who know, Joe Motion Videos 82, fella called Byron, he suffered a stroke this week past, which is very unfortunate, mm. but silver lining, he immediately jumped on his channel to let everyone know he's doing okay, he's recovering just fine, and might need to take a little bit of extra time before getting the next review out. How amazing is this guy? Okay, wow. if I just had a stroke, the last thing I was going to do is jump on the channel and let people know that the next review is on its way, but it might take a little bit of extra time because I need to get a little bit of rest. Like, what an absolutely sterling fella. That is actually amazing. Ah. So, Byron, G.I. Joburg salutes you. We would like to encourage you to get as much rest as possible and then some. Uh, mm. Do not feel too too strong a compulsion to, to come back to the YouTube space too soon. I mean, I know, like, it, to many of us, it's 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 our temple it's our place of worship it's it's it is our recovery to uh to come into this space and talk about our favorite toys but yeah man we'll we'll be rooting for you buddy and uh yeah get all the rest you need um the, the, the fandom your... will keep <laughs> exactly and we'll enjoy we you know it'll give us a chance to enjoy your back back catalog as well absolutely so. but speaking of matters health related gents to the best of our knowledge the three members of G.I. Joburg have not yet contracted COVID. <laughs> so I was thinking of a macabre and awful game in which there is absolutely no possible potential winner. But perhaps a little betting pool we can have open on the side. Which of the three of us is going to get it first? <laughs> Rob works in retail, so he's in the public sphere. Paul's partner was infected paul himself did not get tested so it's anybody's guess whether or not you had it and just were asymptomatic sick yeah and my yeah. spouse works in healthcare so here we go guys i mean kim's always telling me like people come to the emergency wards with broken arms or they've fallen off the bed or you know they had various other complications a rash or fallen something off the bed and... 
whatever. <laughs> like, what what do people come to the emergency room uh, in in Australia? It's not like they're getting axe wounds and and, and bullet holes. <laughs> they, well, they got I hit hope by... you don't catch her falling off the bed, Stephen. <laughs> in any case, my point is, people keep coming into the emergency ward uh, for other things. They wind up getting a rapid antigen test, and like, oh, they got COVID as well. So clearly, Townsville has been hit with Omicron. So it's mm. um. It's anybody's guess which which of which of the three of us will be the first to uh, to get the lurgy and be able to report uh, exactly how severe or not severe our time with, with it was. Yeah, uh, yeah, that that is rather <laughs> macabre, actually. <laughs> so, ladies and gentlemen of the audience, if you'd like to drop down into the comments section on the YouTube video, I know you might be listening to this as a podcast on a podcatcher, but we uh, we love to to check out the. The comment section on the YouTube version. So, regardless, find us and leave a comment and and tell us which which of the three hosts of GI Joe is likely to 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 have COVID first. But I mean, it's the only, thing is, it's only a matter of time, right? Yes, that's Do what I was about to say. It feels like everyone at this point, it's it's inevitable. People are just like resigning yeah. themselves to getting it's it. It's not going away. It's not. It's not about not getting it. It's like eventually you will have it um yeah. in whatever form you're going to get it in um so so perhaps this is a great way to destigmatize it and to folks who are still living very cloistered lives in I'm, I'm i'm not speaking about folks who are already vulnerable who have pre-existing conditions please stay indoors stay protected but to everyone else teetering on the brink of living their lives as per normal maybe this is a great way of just destigmatizing the pandemic you know just well, just go out and get it and get sick get well get pandemic on with your life. is a person too Ooh, guys, wow like on. i'm i'm not gonna advocate any of that behavior you know don't don't get out there and get down with the sickness all right, yeah. all right, all right. be careful well, then, take the let, precautions but but live your life um let me change the topic then um i'd like to just shout out the the boys from RoboSkull one more time. Um, this week past, uh, the backer kit uh, was uh, the pre-order sort of, I don't know, stuff went up. I don't know pre-orders. I don't know Kickstarters. But one of the new items that have been added to the the already exhaustive list of things that you can buy as part of this project uh, is a Gyrewolf 4-inch figure. This will be made up by, wolf? if you Sorry, want to say Gyrewolf. You can yeah. be that dude. Better you that dude. Than the <laughs> comment section crucifying me. Though, how do you how do you give pronunciation notes in the comments? Anyways, whatever. Send us a voice note at a real South African hero gmail.com. But Jaya Wolf is modeled after the late great Gary Goggles, right? Yeah. We did not ever have the, the privilege of meeting him, unfortunately. But the man is, by all accounts, and everyone who knows him, a legend and has been immortalized in a number of different figures in a number of different ways. And this is the latest one of those. Basically, it's a gray and black figure that has kind of hybridized his sightline figure mm -hmm. uh, with the new kind of Robo Skull, uh, Red Wolf, or Red Shadows figure. Um, and it's a very cool figure. It comes with a, a, a sculpted head, which has his likeness, and also a holographic head. So you can effectively army build these and make one of them Gary and the rest his holographic minions. Wonderful idea. Love it. Comes very with a cool helmet idea. as well with the red optics 
to emulate once again his sightline figure. What is his sightline figure, you may ask? Well, I'm glad you did because it is. We have pictures. Was made by the Joe Declassified <laughs> Squad, and they used. Um, I think it's probably Flash and Grand Slam's torso, Snake Eyes's head. Uh, it looks like a Cobra Trooper's uh, waist and legs. But basically, they made up this cool, gr- like two-tone gray and black with some red accents action figure to celebrate this man's life. And what's more, they gave this figure away. This was not something that money was meant to mm. change hands for. With changed his hands for yeah, yeah it wasn't it. meant to be a yeah. a, a, a sale wasn't, i believe they pressed a thousand of them and the idea was that they would hide them sneak them into conventions and if you found one terrific um a lot of people were given one i think hooded cobra commander 788 was given one um in fact maybe all of his family members were given one as well but this figure was distributed and it was a one-of-a-kind uh, gesture now now there's a there's a bit of a controversy surrounding this figure as well and it's something that i wanted to comment on when it was raised by anything joe's some weeks past but hey life gets in the way and i forgot but we were fortunate enough to get one of these figures rob found mm-hmm. one at joe con 2018 i think he was given a couple of nudges by the joe declassified guys not so rob well, yeah i believe so well so I, one I... Oh, I can show you. I can show you that figure. <laughs> what? You have it? Yes. Carson, huh? uh, uh, Mr. Uh, Rhymes with Carson Metaxas uh, sort of <laughs> uh, hinted at uh, there being like something and he drew my attention to it. And what was there? Sightline. He, he drew my Ooh. sightline to sightline. I was under the impression that Rob got it. No, I, I was the one who got it. Pause on it. Oh, I was all along. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Okay. Well, that's, that's And I have that's mentioned nice this ball. before, but like it was just such a great thing. And, and the reason I took this photo was also because of the backer kit. I was like, yeah, we're getting a modern one. And yeah. Well, the controversy that I alluded to earlier is these figures were explicitly made with the intention of them never to be sold. But. Mm. It's a free market out there. Mm. Of course, they would get into the hands of folks who don't really want them and see that they have some monetary value. And there are folks who, on the other hand, would love to own one, have the money, and therein lies the rather shaky ethical ground. Do you think these should be bought and sold? I think the answer is in the backer kit for the Roboskull, actually. Word. In that your purchases of Guy Viper will, uh, the proceeds of those purchases will actually go to the family of Gary Goggles. So, like, I kind of think that's the way to go with this. Like, you know, it should. Uh, come but from... I'm talking about the, the O ring one that was given as. As these kind of, I don't gifts, think it would be a commemorative. I think um, if they, I don't know. I don't think it would be a, a terrible idea if they did make these available again, but then you know put them on the store, on somebody's storefront, and could guarantee that 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 the proceeds would go, sorry, to Gary's family. Then yeah, I think that's, I think that's a good thing. Um, 
unfortunately you know we do live in a world where action force figures are already being sold for like a hundred dollars on ebay so that's going to happen we can't stop that but you know if if there's a, a an effort made to to create a channel like like the guys at uh, at, at roboskull have done or what like the guys have done with the roboskull guy of viper then i don't think that that's a bad idea at least that's oh. my, my opinion on it yeah okay <laughs> i'm not getting any any headway with you man Rob, is there an ethical issue with this figure now being sold? So the people who found them originally, um, I mean, it's fantastic that they have them. Should they be selling them at this point after having found them? Um, these lovely made figures? No, I, I think hang on to them. I mean, I think ethically it's just kind of like gross. <laughs> I mean, okay. you found these these cool figures. Um, it was just meant to be a fun thing. Um, and now you're kind of just like sending them on. I mean, maybe there are people that, that would appreciate them more, but like you found it, it's yours. It's a cool story for the rest of your life. Keep it. You don't need to sell these things to make money. Yeah. But there's a palpable demand for them. No, for sure. But I mean, just because there's a demand for something. I mean, yeah, they'll probably sway people to kind of sell them off. But like, this is a cool experience you had. Um, that's worth more than any money you can make off these figures. Yeah. I mean, what's going to happen once it's those 200, 500, whatever dollars you have is gone. It's finished. I mean, that didn't change your life that much, did, did it? Well, it might change the life of the buyer who feels like they missed out. And this is a one-of-a-kind thing that they desperately want a piece of. And now, obviously, they don't... Uh, that's you know, just the, the way supplies dried went. Up. You know, mm. that's, that's, that's the way that they chose to distribute these toys. Um, if people found them, if they didn't, um, cause you can imagine that some of them were never even found, you know, if people didn't truth. give hints, there's, I mean, the figures that ended up in bins, you know, at the end of, <laughs> end of conventions. I mean, you know, they're kind of like sweeping the floors that, you know, just, they go no, into I'm... the bins or they're sitting in a pot plant somewhere, you know, I think no I'd one's like to, ever found like to them. think that, 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 that didn't happen. Yeah. I was going to say, I think. I think when you no, do I think they like probably that... did make an effort to make sure that people found them. But I mean, yeah, I think if you missed your chance to get it, you can't have it. Like it's just the way it goes. I think... Okay, strong. Yeah. Okay, my yeah, I'm slowly getting <laughs> towards like <laughs> a strong point, or at least a stronger position. I think from an ethical point of view, uh, like, and sorry, I did like start off my sort of response being like, this is how we can make it an ethical thing. Yeah, don't um, worry, but... I could delete it on the final podcast <laughs> presentation. <laughs> but yeah, ethically, I think it's wrong. Like, the thing is, Oof. the whole purpose of this was exactly as we've said now. It was, these were meant to be given out in the spirit of, you know, Gary Goggles, who was very, you know, who loved G.I. Joe as much as he did and obviously wanted it to be in the hands of everybody. And so to now sell it. I feel like now you, you, you know, the, it, it create it's a gatekeeping situation, you know, like now you are selling it because you know that it has some intrinsic value and that it was never meant to be about that. And I do think that's wrong. I do. Okay. So you're yeah. damning the sellers. Is it wrong for a buyer to purchase it? Oh, dude, Is there you know some what it's like... level of, of ethical uh, weight that they, that they bear? You see that that and that gets a bit circular because there's nothing wrong with a buyer wanting it and with somebody willing to pay money for it but at the same time like that person shouldn't have to pay money for it you know 
like it's a weird situation like i said it's circular like if i really wanted a sideline figure and i saw one online um a part of me would feel like maybe i should challenge that seller and go dude you shouldn't be selling these to people maybe you should like you know say listen i've got one of these for sale you know i mean not for sale but i've got one of these if you guys want them you know first one to respond can have it or something like that i don't know hmm. I, I think it's a raffle or something a raffle yeah something make, make it oh I mean... it's shady man it's shady okay well basically i've read the temperature in the room you guys are both very anti the notion of this trading hands for money mm. yeah I agree that's fair that. all right okay um another thing that i'd like to bring to everyone's attention uh at the top of the show has the world gone completely fucking mad um uh, duh. Oh, wait, there's, there's more to that. I thought that was the question. <laughs> <laughs> a rhetorical question. Yeah, it absolutely has. Um, A-Raw 1982 to 1994, probably the biggest Facebook group of all uh, when it comes to G.I. Joe. I started seeing these posts where they take the original O-Ring action figure and take a side-by-side -side shot with the reaction figure. I can't tell the difference. <laughs> hilarious <laughs> which is and, which and 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 the comments below are astonishing people are rooting for the reaction figure i remember wow. some time ago on this podcast we we assumed that the reaction figures were not aimed at diehard gi joe fans that a diehard gi joe fan will naturally snub these you know, less articulated, more cartoonish looking mannequins. But here we are on like a diehard G.I. Joe Facebook group, the most populous of all. And people are saying like, yeah, no shit, I take the, the reaction figure. <laughs> the 1983 figure looks like trash. And I don't think what? they're trolling us, guys. I don't think they're trolling us. I think they're legit. They're like, well, oh, take your opinions elsewhere, O-Ring fans. We like what do we like, and that's fine. Like what that's you cool. like. Like what you like. It's just, but I just cannot, cannot believe that someone who calls himself a GI Joe fan would take a five point of articul articulation figure over the figure upon which it is based. War has changed. <laughs> the world, <laughs> the world has gone mad, and and people are getting at each other's throats about this. They're like. Yeah, I'd take that Baroness any day over the original 84. Well, it, well that's about fascinating. It, you know, Mind-blowing. so interesting. But then also, like, uh, let's be fair. I mean, nobody on this podcast, at least I don't, this is the vibe I'm getting. Nobody here is advocating that, you know, that you should buy an O-ring instead of the reaction. At the end of the day, you buy what you want to buy. You know, you like what you want to like. Um, I... I I don't understand like the tribalism that happens in people's heads with stuff like that. Like, I mean, I was uh, pre this show, Rob and I and the Bergforce were unfortunately subjected to my opinions on the new sculpt era, which I can't stand, you know, but Hey, there's people that dig them and power to them. I'm not going to sit here and try to argue, but you should be buying O-rings. They are superior. You know, like, what do I have to gain by that? Like, screw it. <laughs> you know, they like what they like, you know? So I don't understand arguments like that with people. I find it very tribal and very silly. Uh, you know? It's astonishing. Well, I also think me. the world is crazy. <laughs> They've obviously, I mean, you know, what are they called? Big Hero 7 was the company called Secret 7. 
Um, Super Seven. They've, Super Seven. They've hit on something that people really do like. Then, um, and that's cool Edith that Blyton. it's Sorry. it's found <laughs> it's found its 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 fan base, um, which is cool. I think that's fantastic. In, enjoy them as much as you want. Um, obviously, the O-ring figures are objectively better, but um, <laughs> you can enjoy them as, as much as you want. I think that's totally fine. If you like those, you can collect them, and that's cool because it 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 puts more GI Joe products out there. It, it it helps Super Seven to produce more figures and keep GI Joe kind of alive and in people's minds because then it allows other companies to keep producing more GI Joe related stuff too, and ho hopefully Hasbro to produce more stuff that we like. Yeah, possibly. I mean, there's there's like I don't see expansion or growth of the brand as a as a negative thing. Um, at least right now, I don't see that as a negative thing. And also like. Uh, full disclosure, I've got one of those Storm Shadows on pre-order. Yeah. And oh, you see? Taking the but plunge. Here's, but here's the kicker. <laughs> Here, here's the kicker, right? And once he gets gonna it, he's going to be like, it's the best ever. This is better than that. No, ring. I'm not. Because I bought it for one reason. Uh, I really like the card art. And yeah. I like the presentation of it as being in a, figure, a little figure box. And it's the kind of thing I could put into a nice box frame or something and have in the lounge. Which is nice to have. That's it. It's a nice presentation piece. It's not a toy for me. You see? So, like, that's how I appreciate those. Yeah, I think that's probably how I would, if, if I could afford it, I think I would buy them to have them as, like, art pieces. Or kind of, like, yeah. have them as, like, display pieces. Um, <laughs> Rob, I you buy pops. I mean, clearly, like, the need well, to I play with often... the thing. <laughs> <laughs> I don't often buy pops. I bought certain characters, no you know, I, where I wanted certain things. So obviously I understand not playing with something. Um, no. Yeah, thank you for bringing that up. Um, so I can't see well, someone saying that the, the, the Super 7 ones are superior play-wise. Like I, I can see someone going, I like the aesthetics of these ones over the original ones, at least the O-ring versions, because it matches more with, with you know, what I grew up with. I like the cartoon, looks like the cartoon character. It doesn't have to move a lot. Um, I imagine imagine that's where they're coming from. That these aren't one they're not gonna play with them. They're not playing. Well with for them. my part, and you guys are gonna have to hold me to this, I will play with my toys till I'm in my grave, boys. <laughs> so the the argument that like Oh, we're we're grown men now. We don't play with toys. We can ad admire something for its aesthetic aesthetic beauty. I'm like, not me, baby. Not me. Uh, I'll be the. I will die on this hill, man. Like toys are meant to be played with. I have no interest in framing a toy or putting it on. A, like no, 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 no. Free them. Play with them. If they I, I, don't I totally play well, agree. they did to me. I something that does play well. Yeah. Some new plastic that I got because nothing that I've speaking of five PO arrived. <laughs> <laughs> nothing that guys. There's something funny afoot like stuff that i've ordered domestically hasn't shown up so what you're gonna do you're gonna actually have to go down to the store and see what plastic is available and what is available i guess i'm on a star wars kick at the moment because i bought myself a lando action figure yeah, no, yeah, no he's shit. great he he's is great, great. i want good, one now good looking good toy well articulated soft goods cape he's he's fantastic the face printed technology like even at that scale <laughs> incredible so bravo has bro you got a little bit of money out of me you don't get much these days i mainly buy <laughs> your effort your efforts from 30 years ago but this this in this instance you actually got some fresh coin um, also, yeah good stuff 
And guys, yeah, if you've missed it, and I don't know how you would have missed it, but just in case, Steve actually did a very cool review. Uh, <laughs> I don't buy unboxing. toys without creating content around it. <laughs> no, I get that, no, but... no purchase goes unpunished. You will perform say... in front of the camera, Lando. You will. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Go out there, earn your shekels. <laughs> um, I got to say, dude, like that one pose that you've got him in where he's pointing the gun at the screen that I, I saw that and I was like, I'm going to buy amazing. You know, mm-hmm. okay. I'm going to buy one of those. You, you sold that figure to me. Great review, by the way. Really enjoyed uh, that. It was yeah. okay, but thanks. Nice soundtrack. Thanks, Paul. Uh, anyone That's else got some idea. new shit this week? I got new shit. Holy <laughs> Let's shit. Have it. Let's mm. have it. Okay, cool. So, uh, this toy, uh, this character is a fairly divisive character. And it's actually part of the reason I suggested our topic uh, for this episode um, into the mix. Or why I threw this idea into the mix for the topic. Because I know that this, you know, there, there are a lot of contrasting opinions on this character. And who am I talking about, ladies and, gen- and gentlemen? Of all the many contested figures in G.I. Joe, this is the one that I got. And his name is Captain Gridiron. Uh-huh. So, which is great. He's such a cool toy. I am, uh, I'm a fan of Gridiron. He's like almost colored like Scoop. But, you know, he's dressed for, for demolition. Uh, this was an interesting purchase. Uh, I, I, I had a seller um, that offered me one. And the one that he offered me was... Well, it, it, it's, it was a little worse for wear. Like, to be fair, in the pictures that he sent me, it looked fine. I could see the crack in the crotch. He said to me, there's a crack on the crotch. He did tell me that, you know, it's not in the best condition, whatever. So I'm like, no, it's no problem. Because honestly, all I wanted was the gear. Uh, the gear. Because to get, <laughs> the, to get the stuff, everything for Captain Gridiron is quite tricky, as I'm sure many of you know. Uh, those of you who, you know, the five of you who do like Captain Gridiron. Um, so I was like, well, I'm going to take it, uh, just mostly for the gear because I'm like, screw it. You know, it'll just make my life easier. And when I got the figure, I actually found that it had one or two other errors that, and, and to be fair to the seller, um, he was very open with me with everything, um, that he obviously thought would be an issue. But the one thing that he didn't mention, (laughs) he played the ignorance card, did he? Uh, oh, he's I, a great seller full disclosure of the stuff no, that he thought he knew yeah that's the thing like i don't think this is a case of him being dicey or anything this was him literally not knowing that this could be a pain in the butt for some people but the um the back screw it uses a back screw that's too big so obviously the upper torso doesn't close properly and um, that does irritate uh, me i can actually wave a, a wave some things uh, away you know but when the top torso doesn't close properly that does really irritate me but it's okay because Withers Amusement had a complete uh, well when I say complete had a intact grid iron for less than 200 rand which I then bought and shipped to myself and now I have a full a complete grid iron that I'm really enjoying and I've uh, and before I get into what makes this toy so cool for me um, this little um, specimen that I got from the original seller He's, uh, he bought it from somebody that obviously modified this. So if you are ever watching this show, dear viewer, former owner of this gridiron, now you know where your gridiron with its staples uh, used in the backpack to hold the, this handgun 
Some people call it a shotgun. Um, yeah, so there's little staples that are stuck into the backpack to be oh, like a, a holster. Yeah, huh. so that's pretty cool. I like that. I think that's quite novel. Um, and so, yeah, if you're ever watching this, at least you now know what, where your grid iron ended up, or at least parts of it. Um, very happy to have this because it finally rounds off my Ness G.I. Joe collection, something that I have wanted for a very long time. Uh, Steven is actually hey, the where's guy Jetpack Hawk? I just don't know. I, I used the guys from the cover for this shot. I wanted to uh -huh. save it as a cover shot. But it's Steve that sort of wisened me to, to this idea. Um, so this has become its own little sub-team. And yeah, so now I have all of them. And it makes me very, very happy to have them all. I was playing the, the, the theme song. The theme music from the game was in my head. Blizzard sucks! Yeah, anyway. So, yeah, so I'm very pleased to finally have this in my possession. Yes! And there's a story that went with this. When I went to go and pick up these figures, I actually, I was on my way to a party. Well, it wasn't, yeah, it was on Saturday that I fetched them. And... Well, to fetch uh, the the replacement body for Gridiron, should I say? <laughs> and uh, I, w I went to go to the postnet to go and pick up the figure, and then while I was there, I popped into the bottle store because I went to go and get. Um, uh, it was a friend's birthday and a client's birthday, uh, but this client has actually netted me some great work, so I wanted to say thank you. So anyway, I've got some nice booze for them, whatever. Uh, went to the party, there's a few people there, you know, the kind of people that hang out there are like, you know, your big banker types or your big, um, you know, corporate types, you know, who toys are not really their thing. Anyway, I've got this little box and people, you know, ask me what's in the box. So I pulled out this gridiron figure and they're like, oh, cool. Is that for your kid? I'm like, yeah, for the <laughs> biggest kid. It's for me. And they were like, what? I'm like, yeah, I collect toys, dude. I like, I collect and play with my toys. And if you want to see evidence of that, <laughs> check out our YouTube channel. <laughs> Have like, you ever used a, a sort of a, an invented child as your excuse to buy a toy? No. Okay. I've typically always been proud of my hobby, but I think I can recall one instance where I just didn't want to bother with explaining that I'm an adult toy collector. So when someone asked me, is this for your lighty? Is this for your child? I was like, right, yeah. yeah, it is. It's it's for my little cousin. Oh, okay, cool. Steve so caved. I know. Should 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 I be embarrassed that I didn't yeah, fly my freak flag high and explain? No, I collect them. I've got a room full of them. In fact, I've got several rooms full of them. A lot of it still stays at my parents' house. <laughs> is that is that not normal? Have you got a problem with that? <laughs> the thing Hilarious. is, you know why I never feel bad about that. Because, like, at this party, for example, that I went to, and this is one example of many of these kind of soirees I've had to attend, um, you will meet somebody, and it'll be like, hey, I am so-and-so, oh, cool, you're so-and-so, and often the first question they'll ask you is like, so, like, what do you do professionally, or what is your vocation, or whatever, you know? And then you're like, it's always like, oh, well, this is my job and that's your job. And it's like, I hate that shit. So normally what I do is when I meet people, I'll be like, hey, what do you do for fun? What are your hobbies? Like, I don't care what their jobs are. And they will eventually tell me anyway, because people do. And you're, it's sad that there are so many people out there who just, in my opinion, lead very uninteresting lives. 
They spend Whoa, their free shots fired. Yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm not saying everybody has to be a toy collector. That's not what I'm saying. But have a passion for fuck's sake. Sorry. <laughs> but like, it just you I hear some me of these people meme. talk. You remind yes. me of that meme. Where it's got like mug shots, like people that have been incarcerated, and the ones like drugs. Like the person in the before shot looks great, and the after shot looks really fucked up, and alcohol fucked up, cocaine, blah blah. Action figures, and they're like, yeah. Looking great. <laughs> if you're watching the YouTube version, I'm flashing on screen right now. Yeah. No, because I'm just like, I, I, it just shocks me. Like, what people do, like, whatever, you know, like, who am I to judge? But, like, I just, and then, you know, when they do talk about stuff, you're just like, yeah, you are a miserable shit because you don't have anything that, like, you gets you excited. You need figures like, in your life. You need action figures. Fuck, man, collect sports cars or something. I mean, clearly you own enough money to, you know, uh, earn enough money to be able to. I mean, one of the one of the best conversations I had with one of these corporate type, you know, super wealthy human beings was this guy that was like showing me his like sports car collection. And he's like, it's really excited, uh, exciting. And he tells me about the story where he drove all the way down to this place in Bloemfontein because this guy had like a, a Ferrari GTO and... It was like super, it was like a rare type and he was like, it was really exciting. And I'm like, yeah, that's cool. Right? I mean, th that's like, at least he gets excited. And he's like, yo, and my heart was racing. And, you know, he was like, he stayed over there in Bloemfontein for the night because he was like, shit, I don't know. Should I drive it back or should I actually get it towed back? I mean, like, you know, delivered on a truck because he's like scared of damaging and he's like the last thing he wants. And I'm like, I get that, you know, that I get. And he's, his whole uh, reaction to me was like, I totally get you collecting toys. I totally get it. He's like, I would too if I liked action figures, but my toys are cars. He's like, the only toys I have at home is like a massive Hot Wheels collection. I'm like, you see? <laughs> Big kids. Toys, you know? baby. And this dude was hey. actually an interesting human being. Anyway, uh, I don't want to rant on about that too much, but uh, this is just a reminder to yeah, keep that inner child alive. Um, it, it definitely is something that helps you, I feel, as a person. Oh. It helps your personality, makes you more interesting human being. Uh, maybe a poorer human being, but more interesting. Well, my inner child is still alive, but let me tell you, I'm in every other respect an old man. And you know you've kind of crossed over when you used to be an eBay bid sniper, like coming at the last second, even if it's at 3.30 a.m., and just roll heavy. Well, now I'm the kind of guy who bids early and like forgets about it. <laughs> so I, I put in a bid for what I consider to be one of my Transformers grails. Uh, I'll only actually tell you guys what it was uh, if I win it. <laughs> Sorry, I'm going to leave that little bit of suspense dangling. But cool, by, the time, by the time this podcast sees publish, I will either know if my my initial bid was successful or not so far it's been uncontested and i'm wondering why like the item looks fine the postage postage is a little bit high but considering this is a fragile item hopefully the seller knows that and has um you know had a, a worked up a postage quote uh, accordingly but yeah no one's interested and i'm wondering if there are people waiting in the wings younger quicker snipers like the old me um, so yeah, it's an interesting flipping of the script. I'm like, I'm anxious. I'm like, oh, checking it every couple of minutes. Have I been, have I been out bit? Oh, <laughs> yeah, oh, these are cool, the man. things that's we live for. Excitement. 
I know, I know. And it's, the funny thing is, the bid, the, the auction will close while I'm, you know, in the middle of the mid morning. So I should be able to to watch it. But like, I don't know, man. When you got a kid rampaging around the house, priorities shift immensely. Like. Uh, the center of my universe used to be a closing eBay auction. Like nothing would stand in my way. Now it it gets pushed to the back and completely forgotten about. Gents, I think I'm going to close our general chat section because I'm really itching to do this topic. Okay. Yeah. Hey, Let's do it. we're going to talk toys that if you have and you love, this topic is not so much for you. I mean, sure, it's a celebration of maybe things that you love about this toy already and maybe a few things that you didn't know about this toy which will make you treasure it even more. Conversely, this podcast topic is not for the folks who absolutely hate the action figures we're about to obsess over. We're not going to convince you. This is aimed squarely at the folks who have kind of collected everything that they've really desperately wanted and are now looking to branch out, perhaps, who are sitting the fence. And because it's kind of the, the last one that um, that was decided upon, I was wondering if uh, Rob wouldn't mind leading the charge. What figure are you going to try and convince Paul and Steve to purchase? Because yes, in this debate, one of us will be promoting the merits of something, while the other two are going to be the doubting Thomases trying to dissuade you. From making that purchase <laughs> and i think what you got for us robbie yeah i was i was just gonna say before rob starts i think uh, another uh, two things that are, i suppose are worth mentioning if you have this toy already maybe these conversations will get you to pick that toy up and play with it and see it under new light that's what i'm hoping for personally and secondly i'm very easy to sell gi joe stuff to so, <laughs> so, <laughs> so any so paul Paul recuses himself from actually leveling any criticism. He's just no, going to no, remain no, there. Like, no. He's going to be trolling eBay. This trolling really eBay. is a great figure. <laughs> no, no, I'm not recusing myself at all. Uh, what I actually am saying is that uh, as much as it's easy to sell this stuff to me because, you know, I am in the market for it, I am definitely going to give it up here um, because I want to see how, how hard you guys will push on it to get me to like that toy. So, and all oh character, and all both. Checkmate. So, Paul, away, you're going Rob. down, bro. You are going to be searching for this action figure that I'm going to promote. Like, not even before, <laughs> before we've even ended this session, you're going to be looking for this guy. But anyways, Rob, take it away. <laughs> okay, so I'm, I'm defending Mutt and Junkyard version 3, I believe it is, from 1992. So not D-E-F. the 1993 version, it's the DF version. He comes with an animal companion. Naf said, go buy him. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. It's the same, I think. It's the same mold, isn't it? As the original? I I believe it is, yes. But he comes with a much superior mutt. I think this version of mutt is much better. Oh, Junkyard. Which which one's which? I always confuse them. The dog's Junkyard. (laughs) Okay, yeah. No, no, I think Junkyard is the same. But mutt, I think, is a much improved version. Because oh. he just looks so Matt being the person. Matt is the person. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah. but tell me, like, how is he better than the original one with his fly brown jacket and his really well sculpted helmet? Well, 
I, I feel like he, he fits better into, into so he's finally found his place. Like I wasn't sure what he was doing on the Gi Joe team until he joined the DEF. Because now he actually has like a proper purpose. Like I, I think you bring your dog into the field into a into a battlefield. Um I I'm sure there are some uses for it, but I mean I think searching out drugs and trying to take on the, you know, trying to take on illegal drug trade is is a fantastic um place for a K9 officer to be in. Um and what's even better is he has some of the best cover uh, uh, packaging art. I mean, look at this. <laughs> this is like mid-90s. You've got the cool lasers going on there. But like the artwork for the character himself is just, it's vicious. He he looks ready to take on drugs. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the drugs are on the corner. Shoot it. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And he comes with some cool accessories. Um, so oh, he does he come comes with the 9mm. Nice. Yeah, he comes with the 9mm. And he comes with a, a net launcher. How cool is that? It, <laughs> and the cool thing is it's separate from him. It's it's nicely colored. It matches him. Um, and It's translucent. Yeah, it's translucent as well. I mean, that that's a point in his favor. Um, is it? Okay, Rob. I believe I, so. I just want to pause you there for a sec. I've got other things to, to add to previous points that you made, but just a personal story that I'd love to share, which I've never shared on this podcast before. I first encountered the DEF at the age of eight. I was probably the optimal age for <laughs> the war on drugs. No, for a, a <laughs> DEF toy to be sold to me. And when I saw the translucent BFGs, I was like, these are fake Joes. These aren't real GI Joes. This is a knockoff KO brand. Like I was already savvy to the fact that there were KOs in the world. I'd seen KO Transformers that looked a lot like the Transformers I was buying, but there were a few key differences that, that tipped me off that this is not a real product or an official product. And yes, when I saw a translucent launcher, that was like, nah, that's not a real Joe. What is this? What's the, what are these purple lasers on the on the card art i'm used to a digital explosion <laughs> those laser beams so I, I don't know if the the net launcher is a selling point it certainly wasn't for me as a as a child it was a detractor if anything well it fits with I the theme the... he's trying to capture the the you know the the people doing the drugs and the people <laughs> selling the drugs rather than kill them outright he's trying to bring them to the law you know and really interesting <laughs> You get to see the so, mechanisms like, on the inside. Yeah. And the disco are, are lights. Drug, so are drug dealing dinosaurs like a problem in his universe? Absolutely. Absolutely. He has to make sure I'm, I'm just like, because, I mean, he's he's ready to catch Tyrannosaurus Rex or, you know, Apatosaurus or something with that thing. He's like, you know, Denver the last dinosaur. <laughs> More like Denver, the last drug dealing dinosaur. <laughs> to his credit, case, my bro. To his credit, he has sculpted doggy treats, and there are even an itemized thing on his file card. That is a terrific little detail. But <laughs> as far as him, like finally finding a place in GI Joe, I don't know, man. To most collectors, his place is quite simply to man the checkpoint alpha, which is probably oh, the most terrific. Terrible mini set oh come on you just There's leave a... him to man a post somewhere i mean that's what law and order is for <laughs> touche yes maybe law and order made original mutton junkyard redundant but i think there's a place for both uh, i think 
once again though that being of the 84 uh vintage mutton junkyard look better at the um checkpoint alpha than law and order do but i mean that's neither here nor there your argument basically predicates that like you have to like the def to like mutton junkyard def version and if you wanted to get this figure as a standalone i think that argument you know obviously falls apart like you're saying that he you you need to like the sub team to like this figure right yeah, I'd like to think so. But I mean, like the sculpting is really good. Um, unfortunately, I didn't mm. get nice close-up pictures of the exact same coloring, but this is the version from the year after. Well, but I mean, it's the exact same. It's the exact same. I mean, I prefer the coloring in, in the, of the DF version, but this is his 1993 version. But like the detailing is so much cooler on this figure, I think, than the original. It just <laughs> oh, shots looks fired. more interesting. Um, and, and it's not as like over the top, I think. I mean, you kind of... Like there's just, just enough detailing to kind of make him look interesting and different. And I think the head sculpt is pretty accurate to the original as well. You're kind of um, keeping that going across. I mean, it is a, it's a new sculpt. It's not identical. Um, and he no longer yeah, comes with a muzzle. Know, he doesn't need so. it, you know? I mean, that was an interesting yeah, detail for the original, but now he's, he's taking things seriously, you know? Real Americans <laughs> don't do drugs. Real American heroes don't do drugs. So he's taking this seriously. He's 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 got a proper mission now. He's ready to take on evil. But I mean, he's citizen himself. You know he's, he's quoted. Demon drugs is But you know what he's not taking off? He's not taking off that hat, man. He doesn't have to. sculpted to him. Yeah, it's fantastic. It's, it's, it's a really good hat. But the original is better because you can take the helmet off. Why would you want to do that? You don't have to. What <laughs> do you want to look cool. at his hair for? It looks cool. No. Maybe he wants to sleep. You know, he can't sleep with his helmet on. It's not comfortable. Of course he can. He's a soldier. He's always ready for action. <laughs> what do you want the this dog my... to be able to like lie down? The dog can't lie down. You don't seem to. No, have that's a my other that. criti uh, criticism. Why didn't they improve the dog? Like, why must I own they... this? If I'm getting the they same got it dog. Perfect Rob. the first time round. Well, that also makes him easier to collect. Actually, if you already have the original Martin Junkyard, um, it'll be a lot easier to buy this figure, because then you, you don't have me... to have. He doesn't have to be complete. Mm, but he doesn't come with a leash is hard this, for me. this one yeah he's off yeah. the leash with this version unleashed junkyard's much <laughs> better trained unleashed um Maybe yeah I, just I mean he his coloring i think is reminiscent of the original but it, it definitely I, I feel it improves on on the original and it's electronic right. it's got an electronic neck launcher he launches nets electronically i mean that's how do you not want to play with that dark. <laughs> exactly dude the dinosaurs you, you, rob like i love this toy for everything that you're saying man but i've got to fight it i've got to fight it, got to fight it. <laughs> well paul have I'm you like, hit ebay just yet are you scrolling looking at prices he's not not, not yet, yet. He'll, not, he'll yet. not yet you know i you know I, I might want to i might want to i don't know maybe that uh that giant rocket launching net firing device the lasers uh, is actually kind of appealing to me exactly it sells it sells the figure it completes the figure does he only come with one gun? He only needs one gun. <laughs> yeah, you no, have but an, he's got the as, wrong as, gun. As a collector, you already have an entire collection of guns. You don't need more than one gun with this guy. No, I, I like these like original Mac 10 kind of vibes. I'm not. I don't know if I'm so sold on this, this like piddly whittle. He's working, like, you know, hardcore. in in urban environments. You don't want to use a Mac 10 in an urban environment. That's that's overkill. 
And Paul, I think Mac tens are chambered for either nine mil or ten mil rounds. So yeah, but they shoot them really fast. You can't cut a tree down <laughs> with a nine mil. <laughs> <laughs> the movies said you can cut a tree down with a Mac ten, and I believe the movies. <laughs> so... aye, aye. Well, I think the easiest way to to perhaps gauge. Uh, whether this argument has been successful or not is if the Bergforce uh, wouldn't mind chiming in. Uh, those of you gents who do not possess DEF Mutt Junkyard, would you be keen to buy people one? people not owning him already. Like, he's just <laughs> so good. And while you ponder that, uh, Paul, do you want to go first or should I go first, pal? Ooh, I want to go first. Um, but... Oh, you do? Yeah, I want to go first. So, He's very enthusiastic. Yeah, I'm excited about this because Steve, I know that you're going to bring it on. So I just want to, I just, uh, at least let me while I'm in high spirits. Who are you trying to sell uh, us on? I'm going to paint the picture for you. So this is a GI Joe who in his earlier Joe years was perhaps ridiculed, but he's actually quite badass. He's got a few psychological issues, but he has now since matured he and he is now living on an island and it's it's a small coastal kind of fishing island somewhere in america and he's protecting it from everything from drug dealers to mutant dinosaurs to <laughs> to a terrorist organization named, named cobra and it's up to him to um, to protect this island and and every episode we get to see how he deals with not only invaders that are coming to de destroy the island but also how he deals with small town life and helping, you know, small town folk deal with their, their problems. And it all comes together in our new HBO spin-off show, Bazooka. <laughs> I feel Oh, you mean, I mean Fisher Bazooka. They Fisher really lent into this this the this Fisher <laughs> version. I mean it's it's on his file card. It's on his flipping file card. They, re I mean, like it's his secondary specialty is fishing. And he's, he's, like <laughs> trained at, he trained at like military school and fishing school. Hardcore. Yeah. Exactly, man. GI Joe was like, you know what? It's just as part of the war on drugs, we've got to stop all of these little boats sneaking in and these little planes sneaking in and that are flying over and using these little like islands or these little coastal towns as their little relay points. And who's the man to do it? Possibly the one person who is the most annoyed with aviation that uh, he wants to shoot it all down. So, yeah, we got Bazooka with his massive new Bazooka, which is considerably bigger than his previous one. And you can see he's, he's totally decked out for camping. He can take his Bazooka and he's got a little satchel on there so he can like chill and have a little fishing trip. And he can carry some like Bronnevein in there. He's like a man. He's, he's down. <laughs> And he's so ready does, for anything. How does he hunt? I mean, how does he fish? I mean, like, I don't see With a the grenades. Does he use? Yeah, it's okay. It's yeah. the grenades, right, on his arm yeah. there. Yes, yeah. and to, to draw attention to that for anyone listening to this, he has a string of, what is it, six hand grenades on his wrist. Okay, he's carrying hand grenades on a forearm, one forearm. Yeah. Like, that, that classifies as some kind of weight training, doesn't it? I mean, those guys it who does, run definitely. with those, those like anklets that are weighted, and I suppose you can get them for your wrists as well. But like, it's just to balance grenades. out. Yeah, it's <laughs> to balance things out because you know the right arm is always carrying the bazooka, so clearly it's you know 
He's, he's using his right arm for everything. He uses it to carry the bazooka, uses it to fire the bazooka, probably uses it to write the, his name down, bazooka. So it's, it's a little <laughs> more developed so that the hand grenades on the left arm just help keep things balanced and organized. I mean, you can see that he really takes this seriously because he's got two rifles. Okay, that he carries, he dual wields two rifles. He's he's ready for action, and now he's balanced. He's more balanced than he's ever been in his whole life. He's he's solving those coastal problem towns, uh, those coastal town problems. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> <coastal> <laughs> <problem> towns. <laughs> he's fixing all those little cities out there. Yeah, he's he's putting the a DEF out of business, man. Like the DEF is running around off the head, man, and he's like, I know who the real enemy are. It's Pablo Escobar, you know. So <laughs> what is his does he come with a foldable camping camping seat there you know does he sadly he doesn't and that is the problem um i do think if if somebody was up against this figure and they were like and i i would imagine not coming with the camping chair is kind of a deal breaker i'll give you guys that um <laughs> but sadly no maybe no he's got grenades dude he doesn't need a fishing rod and you know uh, what sculpted dude. grenades are much better than accessory grenades accessory grenades get lost they get eaten by the cat the vacuum cleaner your little kid brother you know this way you can just use your imagination just throw them bombs in the water just boom catch a fish or 10 help the village out or help the town out hey guys this is my new catch you know it's all good and everybody looks the other way you know <laughs> <laughs> and wh what does his hair look like with that nice removable hat he has? <laughs> Touche. <laughs> well, you don't want to remove his hat, man. Um, it's, oh, it's really? a thing. <laughs> yeah, no, it's not like Mutt. He, he's not. It's not like he's, he's not like Mutt, dude. Like Mutt, you know, you need to remove Mutt's helmet because it relieves the tension. That guy's very tightly wound up. Bazookas is cool. He's he, that that hat's nice and loose. It's soft. It doesn't need to come off. You know, we don't need to make it harder for collectors now that need to try and buy this thing on eBay. You know, now they're like, oh, cool, I got the best version of bazooka ever, and now I got to find his hat. At least everything's together. You know, to be fair, you don't even need the guns. You know, you can just buy them as is. There you go. Nineties figure, awesome. <laughs> Can you use somebody so how many guns? different colors are his accessories? I mean, I've seen a, a bright blue rocket launcher. I've seen these garish green rifles. Uh, are there any other colors that he comes with? Uh, yes, he's got some invisible weapons. Uh, <laughs> they're also quite hard to find on eBay. Um, but yeah, that's that. That would be my answer for that. So, Paul, does he come with any accessories that are uniquely his? So have you seen the grenades on his wrist? Um, uh-huh. Okay. <laughs> and and are his parts all unique? No, they're not. I know mm. that mm. um I'm I'm trying to think where they're from, but I know that they're not all uniquely his. His head is unique though. That I, I have to give that to him. He's got that. That I know for a fact is his head. Yeah, the, the pants is, uh, belong to a guy who rhymes with uh, small brawn. Okay, not quite rhyming, but close enough. Hey guys, I'm fried. I'm absolutely frazzled. No, small brawn is great. Small brawn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Small brawn. 
<laughs> so yeah, so my my thing is just remember that we now have a new captivating GI Joe character that could actually spin off in a, its own TV series. Cool. He's kind of like the Tiger Force. He's got tiger uh, striped pants. I didn't have to mention that earlier because I didn't feel I have to, but I'm just putting it in here anyway. He's got the best hat. Okay, it's not removable. Fine, whatever. Um, he's got grenades on his wrist, and if you buy him on eBay, you don't have to worry about getting a complete bazooka because you can just get him as is without his weapons. Because you know, the accessories are ult- be cool. utterly forgettable. Yeah, okay, Paul. Hmm. Okay, here's hmm. the big <laughs> argument, and it's going to be be the, an, the, the hardest uphill battle for both of you gents. And I think it's one that I, I might have uh, defeated with my my third, uh, well, with, with my well, pick. pick. Yeah, but uh, what makes you want to get this guy instead of classic, cartoon-accurate, uh, football jersey-wearing... Signature bazooka. Uh, yeah. <laughs> with removable <laughs> helmets, with unique accessories, unique parts. I mean, his pants are so generic, they might as well not be unique, and yet they are. You know, to that I just say, what kind of G.I. Joe collector are you really if you don't have a bazooka already? I mean, that is why you want this figure. You just want more bazooka. You've bought the original. You've bought Tiger Force. And now... You are missing the the third the third version of him that you have to hey, have. That is look, why. of the nineteen eighty five <laughs> series of Rockstar figures, Bazooka is easily one of the most skippable. So if you are starting collection out, you probably got your Flint. You've probably got your V two Snake Eyes. You got your Quick Kick. You got your your heavy hitters Alpine. Bazooka's somewhere down the priorities list, and certainly a second Bazooka from Battle Core is way down that list. Come on, Paul. I think you should you should be able to prefer this one there. I think. Oh? Yeah, because I think he fits also, better cheaper. in. He's cheaper, he fits in better, I think, with the collection. Also, mm. he fits in better with those characters. I think his color scheme matches them better than the original Bazooka do. Why am I helping Paul? Why am I doing this? <laughs> <laughs> well, it's the grenades I... on his wrist, man. <laughs> Maybe it's time to vote. Uh, we will do the results right at the end. But you at home can play this game too. Just drop down at the YouTube comment section and tell us if you are indeed now looking for a DEF Mutton Junkyard or Battle Core Bazooka. Gone fishing. But yes, I am going to turn to the Berg Force and find out from them, those of them who do not own this Bazooka version, are you now in the market for one? And I think it's time uh, I threw my hat in the ring, gents. Unless you have anything to add on your two picks. Um, I think everyone knows. just want to say that I picked this bazooka over another figure that I'm saving for a future episode, which hopefully I'll be able to buy. I was so scared of putting it on this episode and inflating the prices of it. Uh, <laughs> I know that I am going to be That's solely responsible for arguing. fishing bazooka. Nice. Uh, climbing in price. Uh, in price. I'm, lo- I'm joking, of course. But yeah. That's what I want to say, as you were. <laughs> okay, Stephen, what, what figure are you going to be dazzling us with now? Oh, here it comes, boys. Eco Warriors Deep Six from 1992. Wow. My friends, my friends. For those of you listening to the podcast, you uh, would probably know this figure as the one that comes with the gigantic, squishy, bath toy dolphin. Yeah, yeah. That is unfortunately his defining characteristic when it really should be the fact that he's probably 
the most advanced deep sea diving entry the line ever produced. The only thing I need to get into with this figure really relates to the science. The aesthetics, take it or leave it. Either you're a fan of dark, realistic base colors with extreme 90s, eye-blindingly, eye-searingly hot colors overlaid <laughs> over the top. I mean, either that tickles your aesthetics or you think it should belong in the trash. Um, with regards to the dolphin, I'll simply say that it is a thing. Naval dolphins that are used to locate uh, underwater munitions. Um, they are somewhat of a thing that have been in use in the navies of the world, particularly the United States, for some time now. Dolphins are extremely reliable, good uh, beasts of burden, if you want to call them that. I don't know, workhorses, teammates. So it's a very unique animal uh, companion inclusion. The execution leaves something to be desired because it is that squishy bathtub texture, but that's to facilitate its water squirting or, or water vomiting feature. But like I say, the dolphin's neither here or there. The thing that I really want to focus on is the figure himself and the science surrounding this figure. And for that, we need to turn to the file card. I'm actually going to read it out. There's not I'm much. Uh... <laughs> He's gritting his teeth. Well, there's a reason for that, Paul, and we'll get there. <laughs> deep Six's armored diving suit is built not only to withstand the pressures of deep water, but specifically coated to resist the corrosive action of the worst aquatic pollutants, including Cobra's toxic sludge. Unlike deep water suits of yore, Deep Six's new suit benefits from new advances in metallurgy, ceramics, and bonded polymers to give him unparalleled freedom of movement and flexibility. Together with his trained dolphin, Finback, Deep Six can penetrate any underwater obstacle Cobra deploys on the ocean floor. Okay, that's all very fine and well. But we get into the itemized um, indicators of like his various bits of equipment, and that's where things really get interesting. Because at number nine, we see that his suit has built-in aqua-amplified turbo thrusters, which obviously propel him through the water. And as a result, he doesn't need the same kind of devices that Wetsuit came with. You know, there's little like um, mini subs or mini propulsion devices. Uh, but where is his gas tank, his air tanks? you ask like surely there's an accessory missing he comes with fins he comes with a harpoon gun he comes with a dolphin and a figure stand which is made well, I know, you know the fins make that redundant what was that for i know where he plugs his airline okay <laughs> and the dolphin's blowhole <laughs> <laughs> jokes aside though i'd like to direct your attention to he's gonna say james cameron um, <laughs> dude you know where i'm going okay I know where you're going <laughs> yeah yeah okay take take a look at number four the chest mounted liquid oxygen containment vest hey does that does that does that at all stick in your mind is there is there anything interesting that you want to point out about that what is liquid oxygen Okay. Something James Cameron invented. 
I'm gonna no, no, no. There's some real science behind this, boys. Yeah. In the it 60s and mid 70s, yeah. it was experimented upon an oxygen rich solution that a diver basically is immersed in and breathes, I suppose, like a fish. You are drinking in this solution and it is oxygenating your lungs. Yeah, Crazy. And it also equalizes but true. the pressure. Yeah. Or yes. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it has the advantages of of basically uh, by having liquid oxygen contained in your vest, you don't suffer from the bends or nitrogen narcosis or even oxygen toxicity because at depth, constant like a higher concentrations of oxygen that your blood will be taking in because it's under pressure start becoming toxic to you. Um, those things are all defeated by this system. So it allows you to dive deeper than anything, really. Hmm. And all of a sudden, the science of this becomes very, very appealing. Uh, this was experimented on in the Navy uh, in the 60s and 70s. As I said, the, um, the diver's name himself was Francis J. Falajic. Falajic? Falajic, yes. Falajic. <laughs> In any case, in 1971, this particular Navy diver gave a lecture on his experiences. And someone in attendance was none other than a 17-year-old James Cameron, who went on to make The Abyss, where Ed Harris's character actually uses this technology. So in Deep Six version 3, it is... That technology is being presented. And I don't think this is something that the fandom is truly aware of. It explains why he has this boxy helmet. I mean, the helmet is basically, it's basically filled with liquid oxygen and is specially reinforced against the immense pressures that he's going to be experiencing at 300 meters, 400 meters, 500, as deep as maybe six or 700 meters. This guy is far, far down. And as the file card indicated, the suit is specially uh, reinforced. So this represents an evolution of Deep Six's character, of his, his, his taking it to the next level. This guy is G.I. Joe's dedicated diver. He's not a Navy SEAL. He's not meant to be working in amphibious environments, you know, sea, air, land. No, no, no. This is G.I. Joe's number one guy when it comes to going deeper than anyone else. And down there, he's, he's absolutely peerless, second to none. None of Cobra's operatives or Destro's guys can get as deep as Deep Six, thanks to the kind of science that this figure employs. It's fantastic. And as I say, I, I don't think people are aware of exactly how amazing this figure is as a representation of that technology well you've you've certainly bought into the uh, the marketing on that back of that file card of how they explained why this figure does not come with accessories he should normally come with and why they basically sculpted a figure that that doesn't have any diving equipment whatsoever Mm-hmm. Incredible, Stephen. This is amazing. Well, you like certainly sold this story so well. Don't worry about the accessories. He doesn't need them. He has, he has, he has, he has a super. Look at that cool detail on the front of his uh, figure. I don't know if you can see it because it's so bright and. 
um that little thing right there that's liquid oxygen he's fine he's okay he's down deep so deep that he's not finding anyone he's just hanging out with this dolphin essentially so um there's a few comments i wanted to make uh, uh you know yes um dolphins are regarded as man's other best friend um, and it is easy. I, I understand it's easy for people to get excited about this figure and get excited about the dolphin because it's, you know, a person can relate to a creature that also likes to have sex for fun because dolphins <laughs> do. The dark side of that, though, is that dolphins are also known to be pretty rapey. And this dolphin in particular is a pretty rapey looking dolphin. If you have to ask me, so that kind of freaks me out a bit. I'm like, I don't know if I want to support, you know, rapey, rapey dolphin toys. Um, moving along, uh, any self-respecting GI Joe fan, uh, you know, is going to dislike two James Cameron movies. The first one being Titanic and, uh, the second one being the abyss. So, you know, like nobody wants that diving figure from the abyss because everybody's like, Oh, that was a crap movie. They almost killed Harris, Ed Harris. And, Ed Harris, any self-respecting G.I. Joe fan is also going to like Ed Harris, and they're not going to want to support something that reminds them of a film that nearly killed Ed Harris. You know, that's, that's not good. Um, also, what's with his gun, man? Isn't that, that's like a core weapon. Doesn't somebody from hey. the core have that weapon? <laughs> no, Deep Six original. has that weapon, dickhead. <laughs> yeah, Except now it's been <laughs> upgraded from a spear gun to a laser gun. Hey. Oh, okay. Lasers but they didn't water. change the mold. That's impressive. Hmm. <laughs> Look, okay. all I'm saying is this figure represents this figure is important and essential because it represents an advancement in a character's equipment and technology. Deep Six version one was a completely inarticulate figure, if you can even call it that. It had articulation at the arms and that was it. But that mm. represented like deep dive suits of yore. You know, the extremely armored, it's basically you're encasing yourself in a small, one-man, almost skin-tight, uh, submersible vehicle. That's tantamount to what this is. Mm. Then he upgraded in, or downgraded even, in 1989 to that, like, old-school copper pot, like, bell, helmet, um, whatever you want to call it, turn-of-the-century style <laughs> deep-diving gear, uh, which to my mind, means that he's operating at even shallower waters. But now this represents some, like, next-gen futuristic science fiction, like... Technology, yeah. Like, potential also, technology. Yeah. It never actually went into to use because, you know, there were just certain hurdles that could not be overcome. But G.I. Joe can do that, can take it to the next level. And as I said at the top, Deep Six is the guy who would be pushing himself would hmm. be signing on to these experimental programs because it's his thing. He's yeah. the guy who holds his breath longer than any other um, Navy man who, who the G.I. Joe... Like, he became their deep sea diver simply because he could dive deeper, hold his breath longer. Like, he is an overachiever in his solitary pursuit. He wants to yeah. be down there. He wants to be alone. And he will push himself in every which way, scientifically, technologically to do that like in every respect he's like one of those you know crazy guinness world book of records holders he wants mm -hmm. to be that guy the first guy to do it so this is an essential figure if that's what you're after 
No, I, and he's certainly I in my crosshairs. Telling us a, a story, essentially. Mm. <coughs> it's a foul card that sells his character. Man. As I, I said what? earlier, um, he comes with no accessories. I mean, essentially, the the story on the back of his foul card is it's a, it's marketing to spin. It's a spin as to why the character comes with basically nothing. Um, I mean, there's no explanation as to why he's so garishly colored. I suppose in, like in the deep or ocean. Is it the green? <laughs> yeah, or is it the, the uh, I don't know. It's a bit much. To that I say, he doesn't need anything. The play patterns that he involves require only this miraculous technology and potentially a weapon because obviously he can't simply appear at the bottom of the ocean like he has to descend to depth and even more vulnerably ascend back to the surface like to get from 600 meters back to the surface we're talking like three minutes and that's if you are sprinting if you are really pumping your legs and and you know making what is in the dive world an emergency ascent which would probably kill you if you weren't using this technology, but because he's completely encased and using liquid oxygen, he'd be able to do it. Uh, in any case, three minutes of, of ascent, that is a dangerous time to be moving through what is potentially, you know, patrolling cobra hammerheads and eels and the demon of the deep. I mean, he can go a lot deeper than Hydro Viper, let me tell you. Hmm. Well, it's such an I impressive design that a year later they went back to his previous design. <laughs> Very they obviously good. realized you know him being all alone in the in the bottom of the ocean with no one to fight because his technology is so impressive because no one else can go that deep was kind of redundant so they're like okay let's put him back in the old suit let's well, have he's got equipment to deal with every situation and for you to play out every scenario that deep six could be involved in you need to buy this figure i mean you can have his 89 style for certain operations uh, maybe like a, a weld that he needs to perform on a TTBP. Uh, but if you want to go really, really deep, if you want to get to the, the bottom, uh, you need Deep Six version three. Does he have a psychic connection with the dolphin? <laughs> <laughs> well, the, I'm sure he has a kinship. Uh, he, he, he's a fan of whale songs. Okay, but he like... probably really admires porpoises. So. Yeah, maybe he's got a connection to the dolphin. I wouldn't say it's bordering on psychic, but like if you're both down there and you have each other's company and each other's company only, well, I'm sure they get up to some kinky shit that you alluded <laughs> to earlier. No, no. In all seriousness, no, probably not a psychic connection. Certainly not on the file card or any of the media. Pity, because, you know, I was actually about to buy this figure. I was like on eBay, I was about to click buy and there's like no psychic connection. I'm like, fuck it, it's dead to me. Well, here's another, here's another selling point, guys. This is a rather backhanded selling point, but I mean, I'm so desperate right now. I'll take it. The dolphin is oftentimes not sold with the figure. I have, in fact, never seen it so, like an auction for it complete with dolphin. And it would probably fetch a pretty penny if it was to be. The dolphin is a skippable piece for the simple reason that if you're not a completionist, you could probably do better at getting a sculpted dolphin accessory than using the actual included dolphin that the set originally came with. Uh, I'm sure it was written in Bellamo's book or certainly in um, Form BX257's uh, review, which 
let me credit Kevin for all the pictures that I stole from his review because I don't have this figure. So yeah, every every still that I've used in this sales pitch was from him. Um, basically, the, they, they went on to say that the dolphin was oftentimes uh, lost or, or misplaced because I'm sure in a lot of people's collections, a lot of kids, they thought it was a bath toy and wasn't it, that it wasn't included with the figure. So these things are lost in the sands of time. But I'm oh, wow. here to tell you that you don't need it because there are many, many vastly superior scale dolphin toys out there from a variety of different animal lines at varying different price points that can fulfill this role a lot better than that awkward squishy toy. So have at it. Buy the figure, buy the accessories, hold off on searching for the dolphin and get a better one. I think I people like are better off now. getting Matt and Junk out, actually. <laughs> I think well, this figure. then I think it's time to vote. Uh, those of you guys in our chat at the moment, please, if you do not have uh, Eco Warriors um, Deep Six, are you now in the mood to start searching for one? And uh, I'll give you some time to, to, to enter those results. Meanwhile, gents, I, I don't know. Now that the dust has cleared... Is anyone enthusiastic about getting this diver? I I feel like I want to reserve all my comments until every after everybody has voted because oh, you guys fine. know me. <laughs> I'm I'm not gonna get any DF, DEF figures other than Bulletproof simply because he's the only unique figure and you know unique character I should say, um, and the rest have superior vintage versions. But if I get Bulletproof and all of a sudden I'm like here's the leader of a sub team that I don't have. Well, then that's when the slippery slope starts <laughs> presenting it itself. It begins. Yeah. Bart says, Bart says, yes. Mark says, hey, no. results later. <laughs> oh, that was a spoiler. Oh, I mean, a teaser. <clears throat> <laughs> Paul, I take it. You want, you want every, what, what am I saying? You, you want all of them, don't you? You want to be coy. Um, and as for Battle Core Bazooka, Hell to the No, never, never, not going to happen. Sorry, Paul. Well, I mean, they made as much okay. effort on him as they did with this guy to sell the character looking like that. I mean, they definitely did rework his history to make him into a fisherman. Um, he's a huge fishing enthusiast. So I think uh, the file card sells him as hard as, you know, Deep Six's file card sells this figure. Huh. Okay. I was really hoping my like spin-off show would help to to turn a few people to to Bazooka. I oh, I no. think he looks cool. He was definitely one of the options that I was actually thinking of arguing for. Um I think he's he's a pretty decent character. I mean, you could use it's nice to have a different looking character in your collection. I think he doesn't necessarily have to be Bazooka, it could be almost anyone else really. Okay. I get that. I just I just feel like Bazooka is one of those characters that the I feel like the the cartoon did him a bit dirty, you know. Like, I think he's a, I think he's actually a more complex character than the way uh, he's portrayed. So this is like a fresh and, start for him, kind of like yeah. Just, just move away from that football wearing version that you you were. Yeah, and and this is partly inspired by when Devils Do released the Battle Files um, with the with their GI Joe comic. And, you know, he's like retired from active service and they do sort of pay him a little bit of lip service and that he's retired. 
And to me, like, that, that sort of uh, has stuck in my brain for some reason. And then just coupled with this figure, I'm like, here's a man with purpose. You know, he's doubted. <laughs> Do you know what I find the most fascinating? <laughs> the first fascinating thing about all of this is that we all chose the third version of a character, hmm. the third figure of a thing to come out. I mean, that completely unrelated. Uh, we didn't we didn't discuss who we were going to do beforehand. Um, I mean, we did. We told each other, but we didn't like you know, we didn't go like, okay, then I'm going to choose this one based on what you chose. Isn't that mm. interesting? All version three. Um, and they all come from either the year 1992 or 1993. I think what we're <laughs> saying is there's, there's stuff in the 90s that's obviously being overlooked here, I think. Well, I think that's the general always, idea here. It's always going to be the 90s stuff, which is Marmite. You either love it or you don't. But as I say, if we have swayed you, dear listener, please, by know. all means, yeah. jump into the comment section on the YouTube thread. We'd love to hear it. And indeed, we could read it out on a future show. Uh, more on that later. But uh, as far as our live studio audience is concerned, I think our results are in. And I'm going to start off with, uh, well, the way the order that we did them on the show. With Drug Elimination Force Mutt from 1992. Folks that are interested in now purchasing this figure would be Bart and Darren and a, a, a yes-ish from Mr. Tim Wilde. Uh, I mean, he's, <laughs> <laughs> the caveat is that uh, he doesn't really want any of these, but if there's one that he has to go out and now uh, search for, I guess uh, he, hey. he wouldn't mind getting Mutt and Junkyard. Nice. Uh, and then that leaves the the against list being Matt, Chris, and Mark. So that's an even three three split. I think you can take some some pride in that, Rob. I think that's fair. I think that's yeah. really fair. Fifty fifty of the folks who don't possess this figure and his animal companion uh, <laughs> would be in the market for it, kind of. <laughs> 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 But face six nine says that dolphins crimes put Zartans to shame. <laughs> Thank you, dude. Scandalous. <laughs> All right, with Bazooka once again, but face six nine is the only one now interested in getting him. But I, oh. I get the feeling, but face is showing a little bit more sympathy than uh, than actual desire to purchase these figures. <laughs> we'll get into that in a bit, but. Uh, the the against list is unfortunately three three members strong. Darren, Chris, and Gaz would definitely not like to take bazooka fishing. <laughs> Boom. Yeah, because he's the best fisherman. Yep. And when it comes to Eco Warriors Deep Six from 1992, Chris Bot and Buttface would be interested uh, with the epilogue that he wants that deep six so his other joes can bully him and be completely right in doing so <laughs> it's good male bonding time jeez but face what is it is it the the head in the box do you uh do you beat that with rods yeah that sounds like a torture especially when it's still filled with fluid <laughs> and mark and darren are like hell no 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 we ain't getting that figure you can be as convincing as you want, Steve, but uh, that's not going on our lists. So interesting times, gents. Um, look, of these yeah, two figures, I think we I... all agree. I win. This is this is amazing <laughs> news. I love it. 
Nice. I think. And uh, Andrew MCDJ ACDC says he's got all three already. Wow. Mm. Lucky dude, mm -hmm. man. Um, Are they on card or does he have them loose? Because I like to play, we'll man. Yeah, exactly. I love Darren Cobb's comment here as well. Um, he just uh, responded to at, <laughs> but, uh, at Buttface69 that Dolphin may actually be Zartan. <laughs> 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 so, yeah. Um, I would like to say this in closing. Uh, I started this off by saying, guys, you know me. I'm going to, I like them all anyway. I want to buy them. But the reason I actually picked um, that bazooka more than anything was i recently had somebody come to my house and ask me to assess some gi joes for a collection and put all the right accessories together and all that stuff for them and i it's the first time i had encountered that figure in the flesh and i was surprised at how much i actually liked it in hand i was like wow this is actually quite a cool toy um and so that's why i wanted to elevate him uh when after this topic was chosen because I mean gridiron was the thing that inspired the topic for me but uh when I had to think of who would my choice be it was that as my first choice my first one was like bazooka because there are others there are definitely other joes that I'd love to or cobras actually that I'd love to advocate for in future episodes of um, hard sell but uh yeah and I'm sorry but I I really do love that uh version of deep six as well uh, I remember seeing it in Mark Bellamo's book for the first time and seeing that ridiculous dolphin and it makes me laugh and I dig it and I just can't believe something so outrageous came out of G.I. Joe that that it kind of got me wanting it but then after a little bit of a close examination on the figure I'm like hey it's pretty cool and what Steve has said has made me want it more. <laughs> um, he just read because... the file card to you. Look, I know. No, if it was as easy as that, people would be making that association left, right, and center. But this figure, like, it's got many sins, unfortunately, and and that's right. just made made it become more and more obscure. But like, I just wish more um, more fanfare was made about the the, the technology that the designers yeah. were trying to implement in this figure, because. You know, there, there are times when Hasbro are really getting high on their own stuff. And there are times when they are totally, the designers were incorporating something that is an existing theoretical or even practical technology out there. And liquid oxygen as a breathing solution is a thing. And it's so exciting that there's an actual figure that makes use of it. Of course, it had to be Deep Six. Yeah, Cobra do surgery. But the Navy does liquid oxygen. Wicked. And it is wicked. And I'm um, like, and oh, sorry. With what you said there and how you brought that out, I, I do appreciate the figure more. And I've, I've, I've also been playing this game, or it was a while ago last year, playing this game called uh, Subnautica. And you are a, a, basically, you're stranded on a water planet. And. You know, it's all about diving and exploration and the diving suit is similar to that deep six diving suit. And just playing that game made me go, oh, cool. This is like being deep six or torpedo, you know. So I think the play value is totally there. And Rob, listen, man, I was sold on Junkyard, uh, Mutton Junkyard DEF the second I saw that it launched two big rockets that fire a net. I mean, that that's just <laughs> the coolest accessory. I love Fake that accessory. Fake G.I. Joe. 
fake. <laughs> and, I, and, I, and I do like the sculpt. The only problem I have with that figure, really, if I have to be nitpicky, is I don't like the fact that it has two different greens for the shirt and the pants. Um, I think one of those greens shouldn't have been green. That's all. Um, otherwise, I think it's a cool-looking toy. I think it's a great head sculpt. The way I look at it is that Mutt from 84 is Mutt when he's like, yeah, I'm going to go and see some shit. And then this one is like, Mutt's like, I've seen some shit. <laughs> yeah, know? he's the ready face, to the... really, you know, take things seriously. Yeah, like he, you can see he's like been brought down to a somber sort of self. But anyway, it was fun. I enjoyed that. It's hard for me to be like, against something unless i really am against something you know? <laughs> and with that gents i think it's time for postbox the pit with a little oh twist if you'd like to get hold of us directly in a long form you can email us at a real south african hero at gmail.com the address will be in the description to this podcast but if you really want to get the dialogue going we love our youtube comments threads so if you have listened to this on a podcatcher Check out the comments thread on YouTube if you want to chime in with your own thoughts, suggestions, and anything you say might be raised in a future podcast. To wit, Whoa. I'd like to start a new segment. And the <gasps> segment is Rob Soapbox. Wow. What does that mean? Rob Soapbox. <laughs> Every single week, Rob will select his favorite response in the YouTube comments thread. And read it out for us for discussion on the show. I love it. Yeah? Do you have one yeah. for us, Robbie? Absolutely. So from episode 236, if, if everyone remembers, it was hardcore. There's yeah. a fantastic comment from Emmanuel Gossot. And he asks, what is core? <laughs> and the <laughs> pink tomahawk hairdo guy does his pant is as tailored for his behind that he wears a G-string after all. <laughs> He reminds me of that bad guy from Mad Max 2. Very true. What is cool? Thank you, Emmanuel. What is cool, guys? Emmanuel has commented several times before on some of our videos. Um, He definitely asked the difficult questions. I appreciate his contributions. Um, He does. (laughs) He definitely does. So I think we're talking about Whispering Willie here, aren't we? Because I think that's most people seem to uh hone in on whispering willy there's one one thing or another like the kids sniggering about it when they looked at the packaging um ah that's actually much better the whole scoop with rob that's actually a much better thing rob's soapbox has been retired on its debut mission and we're going <laughs> we're going with bot suggestion the whole scoop with rob nice i love it love, love that it. So I think that's actually what what actually drew most people's attention was Whispering Willie and his the the, the, the out there design of the character. Um, Just a name that rolls off your tongue, doesn't it? Oh, absolutely! Yeah, it, you know, Willie's always roll off my tongue. So good. <laughs> <laughs> So what is core? Core is 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 the cheaper counterpart to Gianjo. I mean, that's essentially what it is, and. Um, yeah, I think he's he's definitely the standout uh, character of the entire line, at least the initial lineup. And he he does feel like a character from Mad Max too. Would you guys agree with that? Absolutely, yeah, I'd say. What's mm. his name? Humongous. <laughs> what? <laughs> the 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 guy, the big guy. 
Oh, yeah, from whatever. Mad Max. No, 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 no. That's from that's from Mad Max uh, Fury Road. You're thinking of um, uh, Immortem Joe, aren't you? Whatever, man. I, I I must say, like, I have a vague awareness of Mad Max, but you know, just the aesthetics. But like, I don't think I can actually. Oh, you're any thinking of, them. of uh, Mad Max Thunderdome. Oh. Um, with with Beyond that, that little guy. Beyond Thunderdome, yeah, with the little guy, and he's in the th- in the Thunderdome fighting the the huge giant guy and the little guy, and then he kind okay. of kills, uh, you know, spoilers. I think he kills the the big guy, and then he becomes friends with the little guy. Something like a effect. very intellectual uh, analysis of these 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 tentpole movies, these pillars of cinematic excellence of Australian um, cinematic excellence. Oh, waga waga, mate. Uh, Rob, something that I. I mean, we didn't really have the time to get into it on the last pod, but can you recall an era when the core actually became our protagonists? Like these weren't just supporting characters; these weren't just the we've, other guys or canon. We've talked fodder. about it before, I believe, um, when mm. we went into our Marauders era, where um, I think core went into their not new sculpt, but their kind of like mod. I suppose it's new sculpt. They kind of saw what Joe was doing um, with the new sculpt era. And they kind of completely redesigned the core. Um, much softer tea, plastic, more durable plastic. Um, tea crotches. Tea crotches. And just a really great detailing. I mean, there was reuse of molding between them. Um, but still, uh, each one looked very unique and different. And yeah, we definitely put aside all of our Joes. And for a couple of years or a year or so, that's what, that's what we played with, was these new, new sculpt core figures. No, nah, another... yeah, I was right. Humongous. Come on. I think I saw it. I mean, he's got like, this big naked dude with a helmet on. Anyways, it's besides the point. Um, or it wasn't besides it, it was the point. It was the, the point. Po- the point is now is now concluded. <laughs> Thank you, Darren. Either way. Um, listen, I I seem to recall another instance where the core were our heroes. And another like this time. is so obscure that I, I'm sure you won't remember, Rob. But when we were getting McFarlane toys, uh, alien figures and predator figures, mm. we wanted to play a game that was a smash up of alien and predator, or aliens and predator. So I went into the garage, well, I, I pulled my dad's car out, went into the garage, darkened it, and made like a maze like structure, and then took Alistair's camcorder. And using the night shot function, shot like an infrared, like sequence, basically with um, point of view camera work. And I put like you could like type little text into the 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 clip. So I put like the characters' um, code names or file names, just like in Aliens, you know, they like switch mm. to Apone or Vasquez, whatever. Yeah. And so I compiled this sequence, cut it together, and it ends with an alien, like basically attacking and killing each of this kind of advanced squad's um, members. So you just see a bunch of like jump scares, like the alien jumping at the camera, and that guy's dead. And then cut to the next guy, and that guy's dead. Um, is this ringing any bells? It feels familiar, but you are right. I don't remember it too well. Sounds like a good time, though. I wish I remember better. And the figures we chose as our protagonists were the late 90s core figures 
because they were all in muted greens and black and grays. They were in very realistic colors. And because they had a uniformity, they evoked, for us at least, the guys from Predator. Ah. Uh. You know, you had the guy with the slouch hat. That was Jesse Ventura or Blaine. Like, we could... Like, uh, um, was it uh, Tony Tanner? He was Paco. Like, everyone had a... Uh, a, a core counterpart yeah, counterpart, yeah. so we, we managed to put that all together and so we had this dual game of like guys descending into the alien lair and then guys on the surface who were dealing with this invisible predator threat like that was the game and it was fucking I feel like cool. I remember some of it I mean the predator part especially but the alien part I don't remember so well I think well, I, I don't think we actually got as far as that. I think we had to, to cut it short. But like, yeah, the, the, the Predator sections were being played in the front garden, like yeah. outside the lounge, and the alien bits were in the garage. And I think my dad was like, oh, Steve, can I pull a car in, please? <laughs> you know, because in order for us to play the sequence, we had to done. keep the car like parked on the street. And he was not keen on that after dark. Anyways. That was a nice little trip down memory lane to the other time the core were our, our main guys. Hell yeah. Uh, a question from Bart. Mm. Did you take apart your core and customize them? No, Bart, I don't think so. Bart, Bart, Bart. They're just totally normal figures. Bart is the yeah. quintessential customizer. He's always <laughs> on my case. Like, yeah, Steve, when are you going to customize stuff? It's a slippery slope. Like, once you start... But sorry, pal, I'm not going to start. Never. <laughs> I, I want my toys to remain as they are. Like, I, just don't know, I don't know how you guys do it. Like, like gut and take apart toys. I'm like, I want to mend them, make them whole again. You guys want to destroy them, turn them into something new. Hey, I, I guess I'll, I'll never reconcile to it. But uh, power to you all because the work that you produce is incredible i just don't have that much faith in my own abilities i will screw things up irreparably and not be able to make anything good out of them so yeah terrified even when they call sadly even the most worthless figures are still treated with i don't know some kind of reverence by me reverence yeah yeah and, and they're on the... still over 20 30 years old so the, and I, I don't want the, to buy okay. one and buy, mm -hmm. you know, buy two. So I keep one pristine and the other one to, to, to destroy. <laughs> like, I can't do that either. It's just not, not in my DNA, guys. Well, I was going to oh. say, like, on, on, the, on the WhatsApp uh, G.I. Joe, local G.I. Joe group I'm on, somebody actually posted the other day, posted an image and it's like, uh, cool, uh, basically replacement parts for G.I. Joe. Um, <laughs> Yeah, so, I mean, as far as customizing goes with core, at least in South Africa, or the South African mindset, according to this WhatsApp group, uh, they're just really there for spare parts. So. I mean, it's stretched as far as, like, T-hooks, screws, and O-rings, obviously. But mm. I've started seeing some very creative uses of core crotches. Like, Joe crotches that are frequently broken. But you have. Be it Tiger Force Outback, mm -hmm. or Beachhead. Like you might find in all of the core color variations a color match a plastic color match and if you've got that that's 90 percent of the battle already won like it's very easy to put the camo pattern on them 
um, if you can just like match the paints. But yeah, getting a base plastic color that matches, that's the key. And the core mm. can offer that, I'm sure, yeah. Yeah, the core, or as we know them, organ donors was is the actual meme that I'm um, quoting. <laughs> Dick donors. But I think um, that concludes episode 237, right, gents? Totally. I just want to make one small little mention because, you know, uh, it's, a, it's a big small mention. But I just want to shout out a massive Berg-sized thank you to um, Andre Steron. Thank you very much for joining the Berg Force. You're in the Berg Woo! now, baby. And we really thank you for your support. And as usual, thank you to our Berg Force for your continued support of the channel. It really does make things super awesome here. And uh, yeah, and thank you for joining on the, us on these awesome podcast adventures as, as a live audience member. So thank you very much. And as Steve would say, for only $3, you can join the awesomeness that is the Berg Force. So, I have heard him yeah. say I have, I've heard him say It's very accurate to what he would say. Yeah, you could hear it right now, live. For only three dollar um, reduce a month, you can join us live, or catch the replay twenty four hours before it comes to the public, or you dun, just dun, stick dun. around and get it anyways. Hey! But we appreciate be a absolutely each and every person who <laughs> listens to us on our inane two hour rants. Thank you, thank you, thank you for being part of the GI Joe family, GI Joe Bird family. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. Um, and with that, I think uh, it's worth saying, what is core? Baby, don't Baby, whisper. Don't whisper. Too early. Oh, Paul, wasn't it you who had the greatest, greatest gag once upon a time? You're like, have you heard famous Ukrainian folk song, Vladislav? No, oh. I've not heard that. Vladislav. Vladislav! I told that joke to a Polish chick. She lost her mind, man. Awesome. Oh, prepare for down count. Vladislav. Three, two, one. Off blast. <laughs> <laughs> all right we are running on fumes and we're running out the door thanks for joining us see you next week uh Cheers, be kind everybody. to one another and yo joburg yo, and jo don't buy my bazooka <laughs> <laughs>